Hi guys, welcome to Let's Talk Forex. Last week we covered moving averages, and this week we are going to be covering another useful indicator used by many traders, Bollinger Bands. Just a note for our South African listeners, we rebranded from Trade Forex SA to FX Scout, so you'll see our shiny new logo on the site. Enjoy the podcast and send any trading-related questions through to podcast at fxscouts.com. Hey Chris, how's it going? Yeah, pretty good, thanks, Alison. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, so you are off to the States? I am. I'm off to San Francisco at the crack of dawn tomorrow morning. Very exciting. Um, yeah, I know, for a few weeks. It's really exciting. I haven't been, I haven't been to the States in years. Yeah. Not looking forward to the, whatever it is, 12-hour flight, um, but, uh, but really, really going to enjoy being there. And the jet lag. Oh, yeah. The jet lag is going to be extreme. But no, really, really excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Are you doing anything exciting? Uh, no, I'm going, well, I am actually. I'm going on a school camp tomorrow. Oh, there you go. With the kids. Yeah, it should be fun. That yeah. sounds that sounds pretty wholesome we, and nice, yeah. Yeah, we're doing like a 7K uh, mountain hike, and then we'll be sleeping the night at a little boma near a river, so I think it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, that does sound lovely. Mm. Good for you. Yeah. Well, last week we covered moving averages, and uh, we described how they're useful for providing info on momentum, um, possible entry and exit points, and also for identifying trend reversals. And this week, we want to add another indicator to the trading toolbox, if, if you'll call it that, because um, obviously different indicators can be used in different trading environments. So as we said last week, today we're going to be talking about Bollinger Bands, and they're a technical indicator that was developed by John Bollinger, and they're used to measure a market's volatility, and they also identify overbought or oversold conditions. So they're, they're very useful, and they're, they're a great addition to moving averages. Yeah, and then yeah, Bollinger Bands are essentially um, a simple moving average, but it's in the shape of a channel rather than a single line. Yeah. Um, but because, and because they combine the traits of both channels and simple moving averages, they tell us about both support and resistance and momentum. Uh, so, yeah, really very cool uh, indicators. And they're typically plotted as three lines. There's an upper band, and then there's the middle line, which is a simple moving average. And then there's the lower band underneath it. So the middle line, um, which is the simple moving average, on most charting programs or in most um, trading um, platforms, they default to a 20 period. Um, and this is obviously fine for most traders, but you can experiment with, with the different moving average lengths after you have a little bit of experience with using or applying Bollinger Bands. And the upper and lower bands by default represent two standard deviations above and below the middle line or the moving average. Um, and although it sounds a bit complicated, uh, the concept of standard deviation is, is basically just a measure of how spread out the, the numbers are. Yeah, so if the upper and lower bands are one standard deviation out from the moving average, this means that about 68% of price movement that have occurred recently will be contained within those bands. But if the upper and low bands are two standard deviations out, this means that about 
of all price movement that has occurred in the last 20 periods, if we're on a 20-period uh, Bollinger Band, 95% of those private movements were, will be contained within these, uh, within these bands. Exactly. So what does that tell us? Um, mm. They're basically very good for anticipating the crowd's moves. So like moving averages, as we spoke about last week, they're plotted by an objective calculation so that everyone that's viewing the Bollinger Bands with those same settings, which is why we suggest using those settings, the 20 moving average with the two standard deviations, everybody will be seeing that exact same support and resistance of the Bollinger Bands. And because they're so widely used, it'll tell us what other traders are seeing as potential support and resistance. And it'll also tell us what entry and exit points they might be seeing as opportunities. So Mm -hmm. it means that if the price hits the upper band, then the market is considered overbought. And if it hits the lower band, it is considered oversold. And the market and the participants of the market will be seeing the exact same thing and having the exact same thoughts, which means that you probably will get the trade rights if if you view it at this uh, the the twenty moving average and the two standard deviations. Yeah, and, and Bollinger bands also tell us about momentum, uh, the width of the bands, the bands channels. They track price volatility. In other words, when a price is making a series of big moves, then the width of the Bollinger bands, uh, the channel is going to widen. Um, and when price movements are small, then the channel is going to narrow. This means when the when a price is constantly testing either one of the upper or lower bands or breaks past one of them, then you've got a lot of momentum in the market. Yeah, and and then there are two different uh, strategies uh, that that people. So it gives you basically an opportunity for two different strategies with with the Bollinger bands. So the first is the Bollinger bounce. Um, and the most important thing you should know about using Bollinger Bands as part of this trading strategy is that the price tends to move or come back to the middle of the bands. And this is the whole idea behind the Bollinger Bounce. So if the price moves to the top of the band, it'll bounce down toward the middle of the band. Um, and the reason that these bounces occur is that Bollinger Bands also act as dynamic support and resistance levels. Yeah, and, and a lot of traders have developed systems that, that thrive on these bounces. And this strategy is best used when the market is ranging and there's no clear trend. You only want to trade this approach when, you know, when there's no, no serious price movement. So you've got to be really mindful of using the width of these bands. And you really want to avoid trading the Bollinger Bounce, uh, using the Bollinger Bounce system when the bands are expanding. Because this usually means that the price is moving, not moving within a range, but that it's starting to trend. Exactly. So it's a very, it's really useful, and it's um, you know really a useful trading strategy. But you've got to be careful when you use it. Exactly, and that that basically brings us to the next uh, strategy, which is called the Bollinger squeeze. So with this strategy, the bands start to squeeze together, which usually means that a breakout is getting ready to happen. So on the graph, when the candles start to break out above the top band, then the move will usually continue to go up. So you'll have the squeeze and then the bands will start to widen and you'll notice that the candles will start to move above the band. Mm -hmm. Um, But if the candles start to break out below the lower band, then the price will usually continue to go down. Yeah, and conversely, you know, the wider apart the bands move, the more likely the chance of a decrease in volatility and the greater the possibility of exiting a trade. And you've got to remember, these, these conditions are not trading signals. The bands do not indicate when the change may take place or in, in which direction. Yeah, exactly. Which 
brings us to an important limitation of Bollinger Bands as support and resistance. Mm-hmm. So the Bollinger Band strategy is a meaningful support and resistance, but only, as you said, in, Chris, in, in range-bound markets. So because they stretch like rubber bands and they contain most of the price movements, you've got to be aware that, like any statistical measure, it assumes that all elements of the sample, in this case, um, if we're talking about the prices of 20 periods or the 20-period SMA, are equally mm-hmm. probable. So to reiterate, this assumption works for flat range-bound movements or markets and gently trending markets, um, which are periods during which the market's perception of a currency pair remains relatively unchanged. Um, and under these conditions, the price tends to fluctuate between the upper and lower bands because it bounces off the top and then comes back down towards the bottom and bounces back up again, almost like a ball bouncing between the floor and 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 the ceiling. But again, it's only in range-bound markets that that happens. Yeah, and, the, and as you said, like this assumption doesn't apply during a strong trending market. Um, and then, and this makes sense because, by definition, a strong trending market um, indicates the market perceptions about value they're changing rapidly. And like any other moving average, because the Bollinger Band is basically based around a simple moving average, they lag behind price. So, and then the gap will widen when the trends are strong. But you can't use it to predict any kind of trending market uh, going forward. Exactly, which is why John Bollinger suggests using them with two or three other non-correlated indicators, which is very important. So don't just use them with other moving averages um, Mm -hmm. that provide more direct market signals and indicators based on different types of data. So some of his favorite technical techniques are moving average divergence convergence and then on balance volume and and the relative strength index, um, which is something we'll get into a little bit more next week. But those are the three um, technical indicators he uses alongside uh, Bollinger Bands. Yeah, so they're, as I said, they're used along with the, the RSI, the relative strength, strength indicator, as well as uh, something called a bandwidth indicator, which is the measure of the width of the bands relative to the middle band. And yeah, and this is quite useful. The bandwidth indicator is uh, to find Bollinger squeezes. Mm. Uh, and that's another indicator that people use. But yeah, uh, MACDs, on balance volume, RSIs, and, uh, and some kind of bandwidth indicator yeah. if you're going to try and incorporate this stuff into your trading strategy. Exactly. Yeah, so short and sweet. But in summary, Bollinger bands are a useful tool for traders um, for assessing the relative oversold or undersold position of, of uh, different instruments. And it provides insights on when to enter and exit position. And certain aspects of Bollinger Bands, like the squeeze, work well for currency trading. Um, and buying when prices cross over the lower Bollinger Band often helps traders take advantage of oversold conditions and profit when the price moves back up toward the center moving average line. Yeah, yeah, no, they they're really useful things. They've just got to people just need to be a little bit careful when they use them, make sure they understand them fully before they incorporate them. But once you do, um, yeah, they can become a central part of of a lot of different trading strategies. Yeah. But yeah, you touched on uh, RSI's there, the relative strength index, and that's something we're going to be talking about next week. I think. Yeah. Yeah, we're quite excited uh, to be talking about that one, and I think it follows on neatly from uh, Bollinger Bands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I guess we just want to create a series of different tools that traders can use to, you know, identify different exit and entry points and, um, yeah, for identifying trends and, and support and resistance. 
So we're carrying on adding to to our traders toolbox here. Yeah, and I think you're going to be making a video on Bollinger Bands as well, right? Yes, Alison? I will be. Yeah, so that'll be released yeah. on Friday. It'll be about on Friday. Yeah, so keep an eye out for that too. Will be. Uh, it's a bit easier to understand with the visual, the visual aspect of it. Yes. Yeah. Great. Oh, cool. Well, thank you so much, Alison, and I will speak to you next week from sunny California. Yeah. Wonderful. Have a safe trip. Yeah, thanks so much, Alison. Speak to you later. Cheers. Bye.